episode of the Retro Craptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hey. Hey, man. Hi. How's it going? going? That came out saucy. I don't know why. I'm fine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. tired. Cool. My butt hurts. Ooh. So I've been been driving a lot lately. Like, every day I drive a lot for work. Yeah. And I got this weird thing from like having my foot slightly raised while sitting where just oh, like yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my right butt cheek has got that tension in it you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so uh how are you <laughs> <laughs> good butt cheeks are good good um, good glad to hear about your butt cheeks my problem is all in my lower back because i sit at a desk all day for work and i have horrible posture and i refuse to improve it so <laughs> Like by principle or what's what's your deal? Partially by principle. Hold on. Uh, Partially by principle, but also partially just due to laziness and apathy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like like, try to sit up nice. And then like after five minutes of editing, I'm like, this fucking sucks. I'm going to lean back. (laughs) Do you at least have like a... An ergonomic chair at work, or uh, no? What, what are you, what are you not, sitting it's, in? It's not the best. It's it's like your classic like leather desk chair with the armrests and the. Okay, you know it, it kind of rocks back a little bit, mm. um, and so I like to keep it fully rocked as long as possible, and then also <laughs> like um, just kind of throw up. Uh, just throw up. Sorry, I gotta just throw up on text. it. <laughs> I just throw up, <laughs> throw up my feet on the desk, you know. <laughs> I'm just gonna put my phone on. Do not disturb. Hold on. Yeah, please do. Sorry, I just someone the people upstairs just texted me and they're like, "Hey, you've got mail," and I'm like, "That's oh. weird. No one sends me mail to it's this probably house. junk. It's probably junk. I have most of my mail still sent to my parents' house because." they live in a better neighborhood than i do <laughs> and so like i don't want just my amazon package sitting on the doorstep yeah that's fair you know what i mean yep i mean not that i don't think we ever had any problems with mail getting stolen or anything when you were living here did we no but you know you always thought about it well yeah right? like it it's not like we don't the house isn't in the best part of town anyways no. Anyways, but also uh, like when you when you walk past the house and you see an Amazon package sitting on their stoop, is then isn't there just a party that wants to just run up there and snack it, like just just take it home? Yeah, it's probably something dope. Yeah, Actually, maybe. It's probably something I. It's probably something I don't need. It's probably like a. It's like oh, it's, it's a dish rack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, someone's shower organizer or fanny this is pack. One hundred white <laughs> socks. I only wear black socks. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and you gotta like bring it back in shame. Be like, hey, I stole this. I don't. I don't want it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I stole this, but it sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you can have it. Oh uh, yeah. No man, I. People that steal Amazon packages are assholes. Yeah, I'd never do that. What uh, What you been up to? What you been watching? You been watching anything good? Yeah, man, I finally watched Jojo Rabbit. Oh, sick. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, man, 
it was like ultimately i loved it it was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like undeniably hilarious undeniably moving and tragic as hell mm-hmm. and like i just but i couldn't help like wondering every like 15 20 minutes like man do some people just hate this because of its yes. content like yes like there must be people who are just so outraged and disgusted by this movie there are the person i went to see this movie with hated it yeah 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 Ooh. yeah it's it's tough it's tough but like yeah, if you look at it at face value, some people could be like, oh, he's trying to make the Holocaust funny. But but that's not accurate. If you No. When you're watching the movie, like that was not the that was not the intention of the humor at all. No, it's it's about how easy it is for someone to become radicalized by mm-hmm. a corrupt system that force feeds them lies and because they don't know any better they accept those lies and yep. face value and and it leads to their skewed uh perception of the world so it you know him asking you know her all these questions about Jews and whether they sleep upside down and lay eggs and all that kind of stuff, right? Like it's, it's, that's what he had been told. And so he, you know, it, it, it's, it's demonstrating how easily it, easy it is for young people to be manipulated by something that they've been, uh, you know, uh, led to believe is, is right and true, which is your government, you know, you're, you're led to believe that your government has your best interests at heart and and is telling you the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it did not it was not like it wasn't a satire or anything. It was just like I don't know if it felt like they were like well they Taika Taika Waititi was using using humor to bring us like more easily into a, an incredibly difficult um subject. Like Yeah. The comedy was like the the gateway, like the easing into it. It felt like because it get, definitely got less funny, mm-hmm. you know, as the movie went along. Oh no, definitely. I mean, and there's a reason why it took him six years to sell this movie. Like, <laughs> I did not know that. That makes sense, though. Well, because you walk in, you know, as he put it, he's like, "Yeah, you walk into a pitch meeting and you say, oh, yeah, I'd like to make a movie about.'" Uh, little boy in the Hitler youth and they're like, all right, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that he is now Academy Award winner, Taika Waititi. Uh, That, yeah, that, uh, that made me very, very happy as well as Bong Joon-ho winning four Academy Awards. Yeah. Have you seen Parasite yet? I haven't yet, no. Move it to the top of your list, man. Get Sounds it. Sounds good. It's so good. It's so good. I, I couldn't believe I I actually 
jumped out of my chair and cheered when it won best picture <laughs> oh really that's awesome <laughs> which like that hasn't i haven't cared about the oscars in a while and like i knew that it was gonna win best international film right i was like that's a given and mm-hmm. then for the last couple of years best director and best picture haven't really gone hand in hand and so when, when he won best picture i was like oh snap like that or, or when won best director i was like oh okay good for him and I mean, after he won the, what was the fourth one? He won four Oscars. Oh, original screenplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember if it was after that one. Yeah, after that one, he's like, "I'm gonna go drink now, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> and like walked off the stage, and then he won best director, and he's like, "Okay, now it's time to drink." And then <laughs> I was like, "This poor man, all he wants to do is go get shit faced, and people just keep handing him awards." <laughs> I was I was literally I'm like what if he's what if they do win best picture and he's too drunk to like walk onto the stage <laughs> like completely shit faced yeah it's so funny it's so funny but uh, no it was uh, it was awesome to see that that win I, I was very very happy with uh, how the Oscars went this year you know you have a indigenous person winning best adapted screenplay and you have uh, you know, a South Korean immigrant winning four awards on the night. Yeah. I'd say there's not, it's, there's not a total lack of diversity. Yeah, not total. But Booksmart should have been nominated for everything. How that movie got so unbelievably fucked, I will never understand. Movie was amazing. Which one was that again? It's the one about the two girls uh, who are huge nerds and they're trying to like have a party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like they call it like girl super bad, which is like a very oversimplification, I think. But it, yeah, no, it's a very different movie. Yeah, but if you need to get the point across to someone real fast, it's like okay, it's about pe- kids trying to party before they graduate, and it's just with two girls. Yeah, what an was, amazing movie! It was pretty damn. Funny. I'm way I'm way more upset that that movie got completely snubbed than I am about the fact that Greta Gerwig didn't get nominated for best director because she wasn't the only. P- movie not nominated for best director or nominated for best picture that wasn't nominated for best director because for whatever reason they decided to expand that category the picture category to 10 but then they kept the director uh category of five so every year five directors get snubbed yeah so it's like you can complain about her not getting nominated but you can't necessarily call it a snub i don't think you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not like, oh, yeah, they had the uh, you know potential to uh, nominate her, but then they just didn't. They're, they yeah, could have gone weird. to six if, if they aren't. wanted. Yeah. But, yeah. Why would they only do five? Yeah. It's a very... It's, it's, I don't know. Uh, Oscars are weird. I don't the know. Oscars are still super weird. But, I stopped uh, paying attention to them like a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um... What uh, what have I been watching? Oh, I I finally got around to watching Sex Education. Oh on, yeah, on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Uh yeah, I've seen all of it. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I just started season two the other night. I, okay, uh, so you've seen all of season one. All of season one, and I saw him bust a nut on the car window <laughs> in front of his mom. <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> which was so funny and i almost did a spit take 
<laughs> it's just I was just oh not gosh. expecting that because she like it's it's very delayed. She like comes over. She's like, Otis, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, oh no! Uh, uh, just like, and I was like, Yeah. Oh my like, god, he, that's so funny. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> oh, did you? No, just to be clear, you were watching this alone. Yeah. 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 It was like one of the only times that I've ever been watching something with my wife and started to get actually uncomfortable. <laughs> this is like, man, we're just just a married couple, you know, sitting in bed together watching a very long montage of <laughs> this teenage boy jerking off yeah. every day, with, all day. With, with like a, a boy's choir... Uh, singing a cover of I Touch Myself. Yes. <laughs> Which is like one of the Poignant. weirdest music, musical choices in that, uh, um, in that whole show. Which was yep. then immediately followed up by the Hot 8 brass band cover of Sexual Healing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is fantastic. It's from the Chef soundtrack, I think. Go look that up oh. and listen to it. It's yeah, well it's worth your time. So good. If you haven't heard it. Um, yeah, so that's kind of all I've been watching. Still still uh, making my way through uh, uh, BSG. Oh, yeah. Bzzz. But, uh, bzzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So still making my way through that, but I kind of put that on pause because started watching Sex Ed and that was real funny. That's fair. Got to switch it up. Yeah. Um, I think that's all for me. What did I... Oh, I went and saw the Harley Quinn movie. Oh, I didn't know that there was a Harley Quinn movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. It's doing very poor. Oh, dear. Uh, it's called... Well, w- when it was released, it was called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Like that... That is the full title? That's the full title. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's uh, hail to the thief or slowly opening your mouth in the cold and the fog and the dark and the rain and the sadness. No, 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 no. Man, that's a very, very niche joke that no one will get. Like, there will be like two people that will get that joke. Yeah, you got that joke, write in retrocrappod at gmail.com. Ooh, oh, man, I saw the best tweet the other day, and I I gave the dude props for sending it, and I wonder if I can find it, but I probably can't. Anyway, so the movie Knives Out is uh, getting a sequel, and they're, uh, on their Twitter account, they put out, like, what should we call, you know, the, um, you know, the sequel? And there was a lot of, like, you know, spoons in or... <laughs> Forks out or knives out two knives outer, like those kind of <laughs> things, right? I like that one. <laughs> Back in the habit, um, but someone put, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, you and whose army? I think oh. or whatever the song is on Amnesiac that yeah. comes after. I'm gonna look up the uh, the the oh. But it was That's like so good. it was such, and no one had liked it. No one had retweeted it, and I was just like, oh, "I want to fist bump this man," but I need to do it through the internet. So I sent him a a, a, a gif of Captain America from 
um, what's the movie that he's in? The Avengers. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he's like, I understood that reference. Um, okay, well, the song that follows Knives Out is actually Morning Bell slash Amnesiac, but that's not what he put on there. Okay, but the joke th- got across. I think he put you in, who, in Who's Army, which mm. is the one that comes two tracks before. Anyways. I love that song. It was it was a dope, deep-cut Radiohead reference, and I had so much respect for that guy. Um, Legit. I lost my train of thought. What were we doing? Oh, Harley uh, Quinn movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they've since they've since retitled it. Like after it had a horrible opening weekend, they retitled it to Harley Quinn: colon, Birds of Prey. That's cleaner. But, but they couldn't change the title card in the actual movie. So when you go see it, it still says Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So ah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So how was it? Uh, fine. <laughs> okay. It was, right. I don't know, it was like, it was fun. Ewan McGregor's in it, and he plays Black Mask, and he's like a crazy, crazy dude, and oh, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, wow. They kind of let him do whatever he wanted. Love it. Uh, and, I mean, like, Margot Robbie's good as Harley Quinn. Like, it was better than Suicide Squad, so there's that. Oh, good. Yeah, I saw that, and it was, it was kind of, kind of But it's it, it's clear they don't, yeah, it was, right? Weirdly, it, it, I don't <laughs> can't even say why like it was just boring yeah yeah um but it's clear that they don't know how what to do with the joker because now that everyone liked this other non-canonical joker movie way more than they liked jared leto's take on the joker which by the way was my favorite part of suicide squad i thought his joker was great and i was like i want to see this weird joker do more things but well, yeah, I actually remember us talking about that at one point. We kind of disagreed on it. I personally didn't like his Joker very much, but... Dude, you're in the majority. A lot yeah. of people don't like it. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm the weird one. <laughs> but I also well, didn't like... awareness I also didn't like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker very much. I still haven't seen that. Like, the more I think about I think I need to watch it again. Because the more I think about it, the less I like it. And so I don't know if, like, watching it again would, like, refresh my opinion or reinforce it. Hmm. I remember coming out of it and being like, that was pretty good. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, wait, was it? Maybe it was really bad and borderline irresponsible. And it definitely has a scene where the main character just outwardly states the theme of the movie, like, verbally. Almost Hmm. directly to the camera. (laughs) And I'm like, like stating stating the theme, and then they're slowly looking towards the camera as they say it. Kind of like it takes place on a TV show, so he's like being interviewed by a, um, by the TV show host, and it's oh. like zooming in on him while he's like saying the line, and it's just like, fuck, man, like that that was nominated for best adapted screenplay. Huh. That kind of writing, the bar's lower than I thought, man. But, you still uh, have yeah. a chance. <laughs> Dude, I still got a chance, man. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I did. Saw Harley Quinn. I would recommend checking it out. It was a really fun moment where they're having a, a fight. All of the, them and the Birds of Prey are having a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's directed by a woman. Kathy Yan directed oh, great. the movie, and she did a good job. 
Yeah, good. I feel like if it's if it's about women and it's like a mostly female cast, then getting a female director is yeah. You usually usually I don't know you get a more authentic um, what's the word performance out of the group scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a really there was a really great scene uh, where they were having a fight uh, fight scene at the end, and one of the characters offers another one of the characters a hair tie. <laughs> Oh, and I was, they're like, "Hey, do you need a hair tie?" She's like, "Yeah, thanks." And then they like go back to like kicking the crap out of some goons, and I'm like, "All right, clearly a woman wrote this because I would never think of that." <laughs> <laughs> Even like a guy who has long hair and sometimes needs a hair tie at the moment, like I'd still never think of that. That's that's good. Like it's that. so it's so funny. Um, but yeah, it was it was it's great. That being said, I don't think that writing. Or directing of the uh, genders is is gender exclusive. Oh no, I definitely didn't mean to say that it was exclusive. No, no, I didn't think you did, but I think there are people that definitely do kind of, you know, have that opinion. And I'm like, oh. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you can write good characters, I think it also depends on the subject matter, right? That's true. Yeah, like a, a good character is a good character. Yep. Regardless of gender, right? So that's very true. Anyways, anyways, um, I guess the biggest problem actually is sometimes people write a male character or a female character when they should just be writing a character, right? Yeah. Well, that's like something that like um, like the movie Alien, for example. Uh, there was a footnote in the script. They all had completely uh, androgynous names. Um, they were all last names, right? Oh yeah. And so. They all could have been... There was a note in the script. I think they they just used male pronouns for the script, but there was a, a footnote in the script that said any of the characters could be, you know, swapped to the other sex should they... Huh. Should you feel the need kind of thing. And the guys that wrote it, like, had no intention of it ever being the lead you right. know um <laughs> that was that was um turned into a woman but that became like the signature character of that series and is like regarded as one of the greatest like female action heroes of all time so yeah just focus on writing a character yeah that's really cool i didn't know that yeah it's a fun fun little tidbit Fun fact. Fun facts on the retro crap pod. It's our new segment. I like the theme song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to turn that into an actual theme song, and this will be a recurring segment that we do every episode. Love it. Uh, All right. I think that covers all the the chit-chat that needs to happen. Yeah. We've chitted and chitted and chatted enough? I chatted. Yeah, you did. Good job. Um. <laughs> all right <laughs> let's just felt so patronizing yeah you did good job <laughs> <laughs> it's like me like congratulating my nephew on like sticking six lego bricks together <laughs> like, yeah you did it. you did it kid good job stuck you stuck those lego bricks together well anyways done. um we are continuing our 
famous series now. Two months in a row, we kept it going. The Whoa. Streak is, the streak is alive of our, our uh, the distant future, the year 2000. 20-year retrospective dun, 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 of bad movies from the year 2000. Um, and since The Invisible Man uh, is coming out this weekend, <clears throat> we knows? decided to take a... It's either it's either already out or it's coming out this weekend. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, right. We watched Hollow Man. If we're going to move forward, this is the next logical step. We're ready for you. Here goes nothing. Sebastian, are you in here? So, what's it like being a ghost? Ghosts are dead. I'm very much alive. The question is, what would you do if you knew you couldn't be seen? Imagine the freedom to fulfill any desire. <gasps> now, imagine that power in the wrong hands. It's amazing what you can do when you don't have to look at yourself in the mirror anymore. Uh, which is a strange movie. Yes, and that I was watched strange. It, and I need to refer to my notes. It's a good thing I took notes this time, actually, because we ended up watching this movie like a while ago. I had to get my laptop repaired. And so we were not able to to record as soon as possible, which is why this episode's coming out so late. But we're doing it. Just for you. Just for you. Although okay, no, I, did. I don't care about you. Yeah. We do it anyway. <laughs> Dude, Let's I almost... Again. Yeah, it's true. Well, I did almost consider canceling the podcast tonight and driving to Seattle to see Death Cab for Cutie because they posted on their Instagram that they're playing all of transatlanticism front to back. What? I know. I know. Oh, I mean, like, if it was good for you for sticking to our plans. Like, if I had, I, had I wouldn't my, have understood. <clears throat> dude, like, if I had had my passport with me at work, I probably would have <laughs> bought a ticket and just gone straight from work. Like, just straight to Peace Arch, because I, I work, like, right by there. Oh, yeah, of course. It wouldn't take me very long to get there, so it's like, oh, oh man. I saw that, and I was like, fuck. My fav- one of my favorite bands playing my favorite album by them at the Showbox in Seattle. Like, oh, oh it would have been... man. But I was like, nope, gotta talk about Hollow Man. Yeah. So here we are. It's almost right. as I think, fun. I think the 20th, 20th anniversary of that album is in, like, three years, or two years something like that so i'll be able to, to yeah no, but like but tour. like when again would you ever <laughs> be able to talk about hollow man with me <laughs> over Skype, never right this was your one opportunity you made the right call i think so yeah um yeah so, yeah hollow man what a weird film yes straight so, off the bat i didn't do a lot of research Okay, I kind of just, um, I saw that, you know, The Invisible Man was coming out, and I was like, oh, man, I wonder 
if Hollow Man was from the year 2000. And then it was, and so I was like, great, let's do that. So the first note I have is, this is a Paul Verhoeven film? Question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. And you may know Paul Verhoeven from such films as Showgirls and Starship Troopers and Robocop. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> and, well, those three. Those are the three that he did. Man. He's done other other movies, too, obviously, but those are kind of the three that people... Okay, yeah, from. well, I had that same moment, except with the freaking composer, when all of a sudden it was, like, music by Jerry Goldsmith, and I was like... Oh, yeah, dude. Wait, what? Like, this isn't some, like, rinky-dink piece of shit. They got Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, Jerry freaking Goldsmith. Yeah, man. for He's the a... listeners who don't know Jerry Goldsmith... We're talking Alien. Alien, yeah. Yeah. Uh, China, Chinatown. Chinatown. Uh, Planet of the Apes, I'm pretty sure was Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, but Verhoeven also did Total Recall and Basic Instinct. Sorry. Those, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Now it makes so much more sense, this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the original Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, he did the, the music for that, and that is like a crazy balls, banana pants score that... Like, if you are studying musical composure, <laughs> look, I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable and I just went with it, okay? Well, I couldn't help but laugh. Composition. Like, I feel like that's like a must study score. Because, like, who knows what's happening in that? It's insane. There's, There's weird... like people blowing a conch shell. Some like, weird shit. Yeah, that yeah. and Her- and Harry Manfredini's like Friday the Thirteenth score should should yes. be studied because that <laughs> that score actually makes no sense, like musically no. or mathematically. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's... wasn't that one just like was it even uh, Friday the Thirteenth? Wasn't that just like the the creators of the of the movie was it like no that's halloween oh that was halloween i was thinking okay yeah yeah, that's right that's right that's right right. but yeah Yeah. friday the 13th is is bananas yeah it's nuts um but yeah so jerry goldsmith what a champ uh and then beside that like there's some of the cast that's like hey these are these are good good actors yeah well i mean well he's for the most part good actor I don't know if Kevin Bacon's a good actor. Uh, Kevin Bacon's really good at being Kevin Bacon. We can give him that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, he's like he's like really good at at being Kevin at being Bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> there was some there was some like oh shit that guy's in this um, moments where Greg Grunberg is in this, which is um, he's probably best known for being in Felicity, uh, but he's also just J.J. Abrams' best friend and is in all of J.J. Abrams' movies, including uh, playing an X-Wing pilot in the, the Star Wars movies. Oh, who who was who this in... Who, who What like, character was he in this movie? Uh, the lab assistant guy. Oh! Like the one that wasn't Josh Brolin. Yeah. Or or the guy that only wore sweater vests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, I, who I actually recognized, and it took me a little bit, that I was like, oh, I've totally seen that guy just in an episode of The Office. <laughs> Yeah, what episode? 
the one with the daycare. Jim walks in on him pooping on the yes! toilet. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's man. the nerdy assistant guy in uh, in Hollow Man. Or not oh, assistant, but weird. yeah, he's like one of the techs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, this is a Paul Verhoeven film. So, oh. which I I was questioning at first, but then later made a lot of sense. Um, and then the next note I have is security guard dash only black guy in the movie? Question mark? Question mark? Yep. Because when Kevin Bacon rocks up in his Porsche, oh yeah, I was right by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Kevin Bacon rocks up in his Porsche, there's a security guard walks up. He's like two steps forward. He's like, hello, Dr. Kane. All right, go ahead. <laughs> like doesn't look at his badge, doesn't like look at anything. He just like, he has two lines and he delivers them like one second apart. <laughs> yep. And I was like, oh man, that first of all, that was some terrible acting. Who... <laughs> I bet you that's the only black guy in the movie. Yeah, and you're right. And I was right. There was a black woman in the movie later. It was like your very, very stereotypical 90s African-American woman. Oh, yeah, like right. if, if it had been played by Wanda Sykes, like no one would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, because she's, you know, the black actress that you get in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that was... Woof. Yeah. Other than that, pretty white. But yeah, no, Thanos is in it, and Elizabeth yep. Shue is in it, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, Greg Grunberg. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember what what I'd seen Elizabeth Shue in. Can you help me out? What else um, was she in? <laughs> my the thing I remember her most from is the movie Hamlet Two, where she oh plays my herself. God. <laughs> She's Steve Coogan's favorite actress, but she's working at like the sexual health clinic or whatever. Oh, that's she right. Retired from acting. She was also in like Adventures in Babysitting and uh, some other. Oh, she was in one. Of... She was in the second um, Back to the Future. Uh, oh, she plays. She plays the girlfriend. She replaces. The old girlfriend, and then um, they end up just like leaving her passed out on a bench for the entire movie, and then they go back and get her later. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's probably what yeah. I was thinking of, actually. Uh, <laughs> what a weird freaking movie. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, more recently, if you saw The Boys on Amazon Prime, she was in that. Oh, I haven't seen that. But, yeah. oh, okay. Good. Good show. Check it out. Oh, cool. Would yeah. recommend. Um, yeah, so Hollow Man. So it's, yeah, it's it's a movie about Kevin Bacon, who's a genius scientist, mm-hmm. uh, who's a, a, a perv. Yeah. We established early on that he's a perv, so I don't know why I was surprised later that he was Shouldn't so pervy. And also, it's a Paul Verhoeven movie, but... <laughs> He's like working in his office. He's like creeping on his neighbor who uh, gets uh, undressed in stages throughout her house. Yes. She walks in, takes off her blouse, throws it on the couch, walks into the bedroom, you know, takes off her skirt, and then then walks to the window and closes the blinds. 
Yeah, like a normal human being. Yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm I am blessed with a basement suite that has like one window that just faces out into a backyard full of trees, and no one can see me, so I can walk naked from the bathroom to my bedroom <laughs> at any given time. And I mean, now no one will see me nude, but at the time, the only person or thing that ever had a chance of, of, of seeing me nude was your dog. Oh, yeah. And, and Sometimes I'm, she'd I'm, just be looking in from the backyard. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, hey, there, there she is. And yeah, um, she don't give a shit. She's naked. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, oh, right, yeah, normal people would close their blinds. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely, so, anyways, they would. <laughs> he's a perv, uh, and he is working on turning invisible and then turning un uninvisible. Yeah. So, like, right at the beginning of the movie, he cracks the code of some molecular reversion thing. Yeah, yeah crack reversion. So the yeah, the place that we start in the movie turning animals and subsequently people invisible was already accomplished and apparently wasn't that hard no to put no. them into a quantum state i believe is is how it was described yeah which i'll buy sure, sure. quantum state why not um, um but yeah reversal was the tough part and yeah so he cracks reversal and meets up with Thanos and Elizabeth Shue at the lab. Mm-hmm. And well, we and, see... And oh, yeah, go ahead. He and Elizabeth Shue are former lovers. Oh, yes. And she is current lovers with Thanos. Because uh, Godsta. Yeah, Josh Josh Brolin. Um, Who? Josh Brolin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanos. Anyways, she's... Loving Thanos. I always forget, like, that Josh Brolin actually does have, like, such a square jaw. Because, like, yeah. Thanos is, like, all jaw. But then you see Josh Brolin and you're like, oh, yeah, no, wait. He's mostly jaw as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that was kind of the weird thing is, like, you look at Thanos and you're like, oh, yeah, he just kind of, it's like purple Josh Brolin. Like, it just yeah. kind of works. <laughs> Like, the fun thing about voice acting, you know, is that you can play characters that normally you would never be able to play in real life, but then sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Thanos is a bit taller, but that's kind of it. Well, about it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> taller yeah. and balder. If they had made this movie in, like, the 80s, he would have just been painted purple and they'd have him stand <laughs> on some apple boxes for, yes. <laughs> for every scene, so. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah, so that's that is important. Elizabeth Shue. I don't remember any of the characters' names right now. Oh, neither do I. Well, I remember. Oh, the our lead our lead is Sebastian. Sebastian, right? Sebastian Kane. That's. Well, now I forgot the actor's name. Man, I'm just full of brain farts. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon plays a character named Sebastian. Yeah, and he's got the Kane madness. Oh, baby. Which is a uh, reference to evolution. Anyone? 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 Any takers on evolution? No. Okay. All right. I am the only person that likes that movie, apparently. 
I couldn't make a cricket sound, so I just made little oh, okay. whistles. <laughs> I don't know if it got if it came across. Yeah. No, that's fine. No, I understand no. that I am the only sane person around, apparently, because I'm the only one that likes evolution. Oh, you like evolution, don't you? Yeah, evolution was freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're on the same page. Seems yeah, like... I was just making fun of you, you know. Yeah. Um. So he he decides uh, he lies to the government. They they test out the reversion on the gorilla that they turned invisible, and it works. Um. But like the gorilla almost dies. It almost dies. There's a lot but of stress doesn't. on the heart. It doesn't. It 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 makes it through, um, and uh, so they lie to the the general guy he, at well, the Pentagon. So, at the Pentagon. Well, so Sebastian lies. They're they're going there to be like we fucking did it, and he's like, I need more time. Uh, we haven't haven't cracked it right yet. Um, and they're like, well, why would you say that? And he's like, we need to go to phase three ourselves. I'm I'm gonna volunteer, and so he volunteers to become invisible. Yeah. Oh, and an, an important thing to note too is uh, um, before they reversed the quantum state of the inv- invisible gorilla that they had, um, <clears throat> it was like getting violent, and it was mm-hmm. it was referenced that like it had been getting a little more violent the longer it had been in a quantum state. Yeah. 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 And like. They didn't address that, <laughs> really. Yeah. But, yeah, the plan was then to put Sebastian into a quantum state for, was it two days? I mm, think. Yeah, two days and then pull him out. <clears throat> yep, and then do the old reversal. Um, and so they do that. And, uh, well, let me read my notes here. I have some notes. Oh, yeah, that Superman joke that he tells. That was real good. I'd heard it before. Yeah, yeah, me too. It was actually when he was saying it that I thought, wait, I might have seen this movie before. Had you seen it before? I think that I had. As he said that, I was like, wait, I have this awkward memory of hearing this joke while I was watching this movie with my dad. Ooh, that's a weird one to watch. And it was yeah. really bad. I think it was like on TV. Maybe I'd heard it from your dad then. Because that joke was also... Once I heard the punchline, I was like, oh, right. Um, but then, yeah, maybe I... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I heard your dad say it. Because I had definitely never seen this movie. <laughs> but it also Good seems like you. the kind of joke that your dad would latch on to. Yeah, he um, loves bad jokes, you know. Also, you definitely, when he's turning invisible, you definitely see Kevin Bacon's dick. Yep. Yep. Not just in, in CGI. You see it disappear. You see the musculature of his dick in CGI disappear. Mm-hmm. But you also definitely, when he's thrashing around on the bed, you can see his uh, his, his bacon. His raw bacon. <laughs> yeah. His... His pork chop. <laughs> he, he he flops his chop. Anyways, <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> it's out there. Uh, yeah. So then, then what happens? Uh, he so the very first night that he's invisible, he 
he gropes one of his coworkers after yeah. she falls asleep in her chair. Right. And that's when I wrote the note, oh, this is a Paul Verhoeven <laughs> film. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. yeah, I don't know what, what else I expected that that tracks. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. So they, just, like, yeah, like he went... So so they made they made the 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 mention at the beginning of the movie that like oh the gorilla has been getting more and more violent the longer she's been in a quantum state but then like he's been invisible like less than 8 hours and he's already getting real real gross. So it just it just leads me to believe that like nah he's just a nasty dude. Yep. Like it's definitely established that he's a gross creepy perv. Yeah. Um and then it's like it's like, would he have just done the things that he does anyway? Or was his brain being messed up by the quantum state? We don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah, like maybe the quantum state like suppressed his sense of, you know, shame or guilt or whatever it is that prevents you from doing these things that you think about but would never act on, mm. you know. Um, but then also he I mean, just... I mean, not you personally, but... Oh yeah, you, no. Kevin Bacon, the grody perv. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, uh, you know, so that that's kind of, I guess, the the question that's being asked in the film, mm-hmm. um, which is a dumb question to yeah, ask. Didn't, yeah, did it need to be asked? No, no it especially really. did not need a movie made about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, or at least, or at it, least not this movie. No. Um, cause yeah, it gets, were there redeeming qualities worse. to this movie? Uh, like there was some kind of well, fun, like, okay. The, the effects when they try to turn him back and it doesn't work. Um, actually I thought got really cool where like, there's this really cool morph where it goes from like, he's just like muscles on a skeleton and then, like, it morphs back into Kevin Bacon briefly and then morphs right back to, like, you know, muscles and veins and back to a skeleton. Right, because the reversal fails. Yeah. Like, for the most part, the visual effects are pretty of the time. Yeah, they're dated. Um, especially for effects that are, like, you know, take place in a well-lit room. <laughs> <laughs> where there's like nothing to hide behind like you know the effects in jurassic park people talk about them being you know revolutionary and stuff but there's actually only like 11 minutes of cgi footage in in jurassic park and like don't get me wrong it's very very impressive but you watch it now and like the brontosaurus at the beginning or the brachiosaurus at the beginning it doesn't look as good as you remember it <laughs> and and the t-rex um scene i think definitely benefits from being like lit with like one light in the middle of the night and obscured by rain yeah that makes sense (laughs) because he's wet then you don't need to like worry about the textures as much like you can be a little shinier anyways i'm getting into a whole new (laughs) but anyway yeah there Uh, that was that was a cool effect when the reversal failed yeah yeah this was actually, I think this was nominated for Best Visual Effects uh, at the Academy Awards, but it lost to Gladiator. Oh, fair. Which, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, 
because you watch Gladiator, like the behind the scenes of Gladiator, and it's like Russell Crowe fighting in like a tiny little dirt circle, and then just out in the middle of nowhere, and then they just put in the entire Coliseum and the entire crowd, and like none of that had ever been done before. But yeah, that's pretty um, cool. yeah. So, uh, oh, the 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 person that he gropes, uh, the lab assistant, took me a while to figure out who she was because I thought that she was the girl in Pulp Fiction. That's like friends with the drug dealer. Oh, you know the one that's like talking yeah, about. I, I know what you mean. Like, I I didn't recognize her. How many she has? Um, well, it's not her, but I think they wanted her, so they got her haircut to look exactly like <laughs> her and like dyed it red. But it's the girl who is the. I mean, girl. She's a woman now. Uh, the woman who was in um, Gone Girl. She plays the the the, the t- detective. No. You saw Gone Girl? No. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Um, but fun, fun fact. fact <laughs> fun fact for our listeners who actually watch movies. Uh, anyways. Um, so yeah, they try to reverse it. It doesn't work. One fun detail actually that they brought up that uh, I never would have thought of, hmm. but is, is kind of a cool detail is that like... Um, like when he first wakes up after he like passes out and he's invisible and he's like screaming about like, oh, turn the lights off, turn the lights off. Oh, yeah. Because um, his eyelids are transparent now. Yep. So he can't like close his eyes. Like if he tries to close his eyes, he doesn't it doesn't do work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was really interesting. You know, and so a part of what, I was like, well, maybe what was actually driving the gorilla insane was the fact that she couldn't sleep for like two weeks, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Like, if you were like unable to like, you know, shut your eyes and go to sleep, like, I mean, I'm sure you could like pass out, but like, that would be, that would be crazy. Yeah, for sure. It would so totally mess with you, especially a gorilla who like didn't volunteer for this and has no idea what's happening, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd also, go crazy. Also, I'm pretty sure the the gorilla is entirely CGI and maybe a puppet at a couple points. So I don't think any gorillas were harmed in the making of this film. Seemed, yeah, pretty CGI. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of it, it's invisible. So that was pretty yeah. easy to get away with. <laughs> I, th- I, think there was a, I think there was a shot when they put it back in the cage. I think it was like a puppet or a person in a suit kind of deal. Oh, yeah. It didn't probably. look like a real gorilla to me. Uh, anyways, so yeah, Kevin Bacon, uh, they build a weird skin suit for him. Yep. Cause they're like, we can't have you just walking around. Um, cause before the reversal failed, he'd just been walking around naked all the time. Just screwing yeah. with people like moving their drinks when they're not looking and like flipping their hair and being pretty creepy. I'm over yeah, here. Uh, which, which, which yeah. I mean, like I would probably do some of that stuff if I was invisible. Yeah. Yeah, not the you know pulling people's boobs out of their shirt while they're asleep. Like, nope, probably not do that. But maybe like move someone's can of coke when they're not looking. That's funny. Yeah, that is funny. But then like like knock some things over. But he like moves her can of coke and then like tries to seduce her. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, make him a skin suit. It looks real weird. Yeah, they make him a skin suit because it's too expensive to just have things floating around. It's I guess it's just easier to 
paint out his eyes. So (laughs) they make the weird skin mask. Whoa. Did you hear that? Yeah. That's not going to show up on the actual recording. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, I don't know why I addressed it. So, yeah, they make the weird skin mask, and then he kind of, like, hangs out for a bit in the weird skin mask, and then he leaves and goes back to his apartment. Yeah, and he's, like, not supposed to leave because he's invisible and people are starting to not trust him. Yeah, when also he's not supposed to be seen, which is kind of ironic because if he's invisible no one would know but anyways um (laughs) because he's not supposed to be invisible and if the pentagon finds out that they went ahead with human testing before they were allowed to it could be they would all lose their jobs they would all lose their jobs and then the research would be taken away from them and yeah so he literally goes back to his apartment and he's watching his neighbor get undressed again and he basically looks into the camera can't see it because he doesn't have eyeballs yep we basically looks into the camera and goes well who would know and then proceeds to break into her apartment and rape her yep which was like very much like why did you need to do that so friggin' awful. And I, and the the answer is you didn't. Thought about nope. it a lot, and uh, that's the conclusion that I came to, which is you didn't. Absolutely not. Not um, necessary. Yep. Uh, I mean, aside from the fact that it really solidifies Kevin Bacon as a real piece of shit, but there's an easier yeah. way to do that. Have him kill a dog. Oh wait. <laughs> I literally I literally had a screenwriting professor tell me like if you ever really need to just like solidify that someone's an asshole, just have them kill a dog <laughs> and the audience will hate them forever. And I was yeah. like, oh cool. Right. <clears throat> so they did both. <laughs> does he kill a dog in them? Did you not remember that? He straight up does kill a dog in this movie. Yeah, so they really didn't need to do that rapey scene. No. Which dog? I do kind of remember that, but when is it? When is it? So he's he's there in the lab and he's trying to sleep. There's lots of animals oh, yeah, in the yeah, lab yeah, yeah, and there's yeah, one yeah, of them yeah. that keeps yeah. yipping and he just marches over there and he's like, shut up. And it keeps yipping yeah, no, because do, it's, having a, it's having a moment, right? Because dogs yeah, do, that. do remember that. And he's like, why aren't you listening to me? And he like opens it up and just like, like the dog is invisible. It's one of the test subjects, and he's also invisible. But we get the view from like the thermal camera that can pick yeah. up the invisible animals. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. And he just like picks it up and bashes it inside of like onto the sides of its own cage, and yeah. we just yeah. see like the thermal blood splatter. He just straight up murders that dog. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of blood splatter, I wrote the blood scene is dope. And there's a scene where they're trying to, they've all, they've sealed in the, they did some awesome 90s computer hacking and they've sealed in the, uh, the lab. So they're locked in there with him and then they're going to try and find him. Um, and 
Or did he lock them in and they're trying to get out? It is the latter. Yeah, yeah he so locked like, them in, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, the so vet finds the dead dog and like is pretty sure that it's him. And he's like, no, of course I didn't do that and shit like that. And so yeah, they're starting yeah, to yeah, distrust yeah. him more and more. And then eventually Thanos and Elizabeth Shue go to the Pentagon guy and confess. Right. They're like, no, we lied. And Sebastian is testing himself right now. And he's yeah, like yeah, fucking yeah. furious he, with them. Yeah. He murders the Pentagon guy. But yeah, he had followed them and he just murders the Pentagon guy. And then and then that's when, once he knows for sure that these people are going to betray him, then yeah, he locks them all in and revokes their security access so they can't leave the lab. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So they're trying to hack it and get their security access back. And then, uh, yeah, and then they decide to like try and find him. And uh, Greg Grunberg gets his like neck busted open on a pipe yeah and he's like losing a lot of blood so then uh the vet runs into the uh blood storage lab to get a bunch of blood um <laughs> the blood storage lab yeah i mean I don't know, yeah i don't know what, what else would you call it <laughs> pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was the medical bay <laughs> yeah sure that uh, <laughs> either or uh This is, yeah, most of my screenplays usually start with, like, interior room. <laughs> interior blood storage lab. <laughs> blood storage lab. It's a, There's a large room full of blood. <laughs> it's in bags, though, not just a room full of uncontained blood. Um, no, so, but then she's pretty sure that Sebastian's fallen her in there, and so she's, like, ripping open the packets of blood to, like, try and throw on him yeah make or him visible or to at least make it so that if she, if he approaches her she yeah, will she see the footsteps. footprints yeah yeah. yeah yeah um it doesn't work but there is one she does get one thing of blood on him i think right um yep yeah yeah because there's a scene where he's like you can see the blood kind of like floating in midair like kind of like a blood soaked silhouette yeah kinda, that does which happen. was ripped off a little bit in the boys oh uh because there's an invisible man and uh carl urban's fighting with him at one point and uh he gets like punched in the face a couple times and he just like spits his own blood like the the invisible man's like choking him out and he just like spits his own blood in, uh-huh. uh, in his face yeah dope yeah uh and so then everyone dies? Yeah, she, he, uh, the he vet dies. Yeah, he's killing them off one by one. Greg Grunberg dies. Um, the sweater vest die? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember how. Um, I think this is the longest, like, time in between watching the movie and recording that we've ever done because i watched it like yeah i watched it yeah a week ago last thursday (laughs) so yeah because we didn't know when my laptop was gonna get fixed then it uh it was like okay well i'll just watch it and then hopefully (laughs) i'll get the call 
and saying I can go pick up my laptop and then we can record and it just took forever. But right. oh, I remembered sweater vest gets a uh, crowbar through the chest from behind. Right. Yeah. 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 He totally does. Yeah. Side note: nasty. If anyone if anyone owns a, a 2018 MacBook Pro and the keyboard uh, starts to break because they made wafer thin keys that are real shit. Uh, you're probably eligible for a, a keyboard, a free keyboard repair, because I got the entire top plate of my uh, laptop replaced for free. The more you know. The more you know. Yeah, so Sebastian's yeah. killing them off one by one, He's, and then it yeah. comes down to just him and Thanos and Elizabeth Shue. And, I mean, he gets Thanos pretty damn good. Like it rips out part of his side with that crowbar. Yeah. And uh, she flamethrowers him, which was like another one of my like favorite effects in the movie was like him being burnt and then the burnt skin like blowing away. Yeah. As he ran, which like I didn't really understand that because like the skin was dead. It wasn't a part of his. It wasn't in his. It wasn't part of his like system anymore. And so like, oh okay, no to okay, be put tracks. in the quantum state, they injected something into his blood, right? And so okay, all right. Once it all wasn't right. a part of his body anymore, then you could see it. I thought it looked I'll pretty cool. It. Why did his hair go invisible then? Because uh... yeah, there should have been like eyebrows and eyelashes and hair and pubes. Armpit hair. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> just the hair walking around. <laughs> and there's just so much. But that's the whole fucking body. Like, yeah, there's hair everywhere like, except like the palms ass and the crack bottom of hair. Feet. So much ass crack hair. Just this <laughs> line of ass crack hair floating around. Nah, you kidding, Kevin? Kevin Bacon gets his b-hole waxed. I'm sure. <laughs> he would. Creepy perv. Yeah, yeah, probably less. Um, yeah, probably. Kevin Bacon was into ass eating before it was cool. Before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's the number one sex act amongst millennials. No. Yeah, and the more you know. I was appalled too. Uh, until I tried it myself. No. <laughs> 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 and now I fully understand why. No, oh, it's boy. that that does not appeal to me. I'm gonna cut yeah. this all out, anyways. Uh, and hey, listener, if you more. eat ass, it's not that we judge you. It's just that that's fucking disgusting to us. Yeah. But if you like it and it doesn't hurt anyone, I say do it. But also, as long as, but also, well, as long as don't. <laughs> As long as whoever's butthole you're licking is fine with you doing that. That is the number one concern, yes. But brush your teeth after. It's damn. And before, you know, there's a lot of bacteria in your mouth. That's true, actually. You could get so like you a don't weird necessarily want to, you know, put that in there. Yeah. I mean, I've only really spoken with one other human who spoke to me about their experience eating ass. Uh, and they ate ass and then got a stomach virus and had to get surgery. Fuck. And 
did not stop eating ass. <laughs> because Which tells they you that it's it probably pretty much. good, right? Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe we're missing out. <laughs> All right, new goal. Uh, before next podcast, let's both eat some ass and <laughs> we'll find out. And report back, yeah. It's our oh, new segment. <laughs> it's a new segment. It's uh, right after our nipple play segment. <laughs> we can oh, we need to do a podcast where we just like review all the weird sex acts that we've <laughs> seen in the movies that we've reviewed. It's like it's like Mythbusters or something where we try all the different anyways. Tweak busters. Cool. Tweak busters. We'll make that a stretch goal on Patreon. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds <laughs> if good. we get X number of dollars a month, we will do the weird sex acts episode. Um, also, after we're done recording, I need details on who that was. So, <laughs> is it someone I know? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, I'm less interested, but still, I want to know. Um, where were we? Uh, so Sebastian, yeah, gets torched. <laughs> when did his hair turn invisible? That's right. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's how that took us there. <laughs> uh, you know, I take it back. I'm leaving the ass-eating stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you edit, so that's yeah. that's your call. Uh, Yeah, there's got to be some interesting content in the show. All right, here we go. So, <laughs> so he gets torched, and then... And then why does he start to revert? Because like he's not completely invisible when he dies at the end. Because there's that scene where he kisses her, mm. and I remember thinking that's some pretty good fake kissing by Elizabeth Shue. Because like presumably she had to like pretend to make out with nothing, and then oh. they just like animated him in. Yeah, probably. You oh. know, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't really. I don't really Best know acting in the there. movie, right there. Oh yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, um, yeah, Thanos lives and Elizabeth Shue, and they're like trying to get the fuck out, and they have to climb up the elevator shaft. Um, yeah. The sprinklers had been on, and so we got to see his silhouette for a lot of the fighting. Right. That was cool That's, too. Yeah, actually, I remember that that effect. Mm-hmm. Now that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, they're like climbing up and they thought they got rid of him, but then he grabs her foot and then he managed to pull her off and they land on the broken elevator. Yeah. Yeah. And then she stomps on the elevator and, and he falls to his death. She grabs the cable and rides it up, which yeah, in real yeah. life would just like shred her hand. To oh bits yeah. She would also She'd fall to death. Be super Razor sharp. Um, yeah. but why, yeah, why is he not invisible? I'm trying to remember and I just can't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to know now. I'm going to Google it, but, um, yeah, that's basically hollow man. Yep. That's the story. Uh, I, so like the, who would you say is the main character of this movie? Well, I would have said 
Kevin Bacon because he's yeah. the hollow man. Yeah. Right? It is set yeah. up it is set up to be about him. He's the character that we learn the most about. Uh-huh. And he's also the villain. Yeah. Which is like you can have your main character be the villain, I guess. Well, yeah, you can, but then, like, but it turned into, like, it turned into, like, a monster oh, movie. Oh, yeah, 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 Okay, so, What's uh, up? Matt, uh, deflects the blow, throwing Sebastian into a nearby circuit box, electrocuting him and rendering him partially visible. Oh, electrocution. I forgot about that part. Because, yeah, at the beginning when he's on the table, she, like touches him and it like sends out like you see like a electricity kind of thing go oh right yeah yeah i forgot about that so that's why he's partially visible and then falls up down the elevator shaft and yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. uh yeah i don't know like i guess it is kind of like Well, this is my point. I, I feel like the yeah. question, who's the main <laughs> character, it should be a fucking easy question to answer. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess it's Kevin Bacon. I guess, I guess it's Kevin Bacon. And it's, yeah. Uh, but then it usually in that, in, you know, if you were writing a movie where your main character was also your villain, there would be like a deep like man versus self, you know, kind yeah. of storyline where he tries to overcome something within himself and he doesn't. Nope. He... he is a shit person and uses it, uh, his invisibility as an excuse to be a shit person. Yep. So. And then by by the end, it is essentially like a monster or like slasher horror where people are being picked off one by yeah. one. And it's gruesome. And at that point, it should be about Elizabeth Shue's character. Yeah, which in like I guess like you get to know her enough throughout the course of the movie and you i guess learned to oh my god why <laughs> i don't know man uh, three um, hours later for me suck it up <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 well anyways um you 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 do i guess you know get to know her over the course of the movie you need learn to identify with her a little yeah. bit she's yeah. sympathetic for sure. So. But like the first half of the movie, she is not the focus at all. No. No, she's not. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, look, it, it, it could just be it's a bad movie. <laughs> well, I mean, this is really the crux of the matter. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I wonder... If I were to watch this movie again, knowing what I now know, mm. would I dislike it more or would I kind of understand it more? You know, because it's like there were some she- scenes where I was very, very shocked where I was like, oh, shit, they're, he's going there right now. Okay, damn. Um, and... I wonder, like, if knowing that that's kind of what happens in the movie, like, would I, how, how would I view it differently? You know, would I, hmm. kind of, I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be. Both. I don't think I don't. 
I think I'd understand it more and hate it more. <laughs> uh, it's also quite possible, yeah. There's <laughs> good chance that I wouldn't sit through another viewing of this movie. Mm, yeah. Uh, which kind of brings me to the, the point of maybe this movie is just one big pile of shit. That is one big pile of shit. Well, that is I correct. I, th- I thought so. Yes. Um, yeah, so we're off to a great start for our... <laughs> Uh, the distant future, the year 2000, 20-year retrospective of, of movies from 2000. Yeah. Got one uh, pretty good one, Shaft. Fun movie. Check it out. Mm-hmm. One real crap one, Hollow Man. Don't bother. Mm-hmm. And next month, I don't know. You don't have anything lined up for next month? I don't think so. I think... For April, I want to do uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh. Because, because I think there's a um, there's a Fast and Furious movie coming out in April or May. I can't remember. Um, oh, for March, I wrote Dinosaur, <laughs> which is a Disney movie. Okay. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> Is also, it at from some point, the year two thousand, or it, it is, it is. Okay. <laughs> also, at some point, we're going to have to do Mission Impossible two. Oh uh, yeah, I barely remember 100%. that. Well, and I think like one of the reasons that I wanted to do this movie, or to do this whole like the distant future, the year two thousand, was because I wanted to do movies that had two thousand in the title. But there's really only like two. That I could think of. I thought there was a lot more. Hmm. Um, Dracula 2000 and Godzilla 2000. Right. So, who knows, man. <laughs> uh, but in December, we get to do Reindeer Games, so that'll be fun. Nice. A little Ben Affleck action. So, yeah. Um... Uh, I guess next month we're watching Dinosaur. Sounds good. Which is good because it's on Disney Plus. Oh, perfect. Oh. Yeah. Love it. You can watch it from one of your seven Disney Plus accounts that you have. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love watching You know, watching it's the same recess. amount of content no matter how many accounts you have, right? You get the same no, amount. No, man. No, man. Oh, did you watch you the so first episode of The Clone Wars? Oh, no, I haven't yet. Okay. It's pretty good. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm definitely interested it, to watch it. Yeah. yeah, it was it was one of the ones that they released as like an unfinished animatic version. Like when they canceled the show. Oh. Uh, however many years ago, they released the like story reel versions. I remember that. Because they've been like fully voiced and but and but not fully animated. Mm-hmm. And so I never actually went around uh, back and watched that. I, I kind of started watching one of the episodes. Uh, it was a different one than this one, and being like, "Ugh, this is tough to sit through." Like, I don't, I don't actually care that much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess they turned them into fully formed episodes, so that's cool. Sweet. Yeah, they're coming out weekly, so there'll be another one this Friday. But yeah, it's uh, not bad. Sweet, I'll check it out right after I'm done watching mm-hmm. all of Even Stevens. Woo! <laughs> is that seriously what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> love that show. Um, 
Cool. Well, we uh, should wrap up because um, I still have to edit this tonight. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we should get off get off the Skype and you should send me the track. Anyways, so... We should get, we should get off, yeah. We should get off. Well, that's what I'm going to do while you're sending me the track and then I'm going to mix it. All right. Just get off. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, if you like the show, uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at RetroCrapPod, RetroCrapPod at gmail.com. Twitter is the thing I check the most, so like probably just hit us up on Twitter. Um, if you're listening to this, you know where to find us already. I don't know why I've been adding this into the end of the show for the last like 35 episodes, but you know, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. Uh, well, you never know you, when though. someone found the show and they just don't even know what they're listening on, like just by accident. And now that's true. You've, that's you've true. saved them. I guess I have. Uh, but what's most important, no matter where you're listening to it, what's most important, you can do this on pretty much any of your apps. Just leave a review. Uh, five stars is great. Um, even if you don't think it's worth five stars, it really helps us out. If you leave a review, so we appreciate that. Um, <laughs> And you, you really sold it, but I look, I don't like being told what to do. I assume other people also don't like being told what to do. That's why I never made it as an actor. Um, <laughs> you're going to walk over here and stand on your mark. Like, I don't uh, Why? Well, you need to come stand on your mark. Just right over here. You can walk into the room through that door and just stand on your mark. I don't think I'd stand there. I'm like I'm like Burt Reynolds on Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> so impossible to work with. Yeah. But really fun to watch. Big hat. It's funny. Um <laughs> so uh yeah, leaving a review is super important and also just like telling a friend if you enjoy the show and you think that uh you know someone who who might dig a, a sense of humor in an episode that really just kind of peters out at the end. It's, it doesn't really Finish strong is like a big, long, convoluted thing. The guy really doesn't know how to... Like every time, you know. I think. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's telling of how I live my life. and Our podcast ends the way, like, you when you're, like, leaving someone's house and the goodbye takes, like, 15 minutes. And you're, like, slowly yeah, inching like you, out the door. You want to keep hanging out, but, like, you have to go to work in the mornings. Like, you should go to bed both yeah. pretty tired but you're still like ah, i want to keep hanging out why do we have to have adult commitments and you know have to pay rent and yeah yeah man. so anyways that's it that's the show we'll be back next uh next month with our first disney movie i think right first I, disney movie on the show i think I so we, yeah we haven't done return to oz Oh my gosh. <laughs> We've watched Return to Oz. It's terrifying, but we haven't reviewed it. Um, so anyways, yeah, Dinosaur. If you guys want to get caught up, we're going to we're gonna watch that. And that's the show. And remember, as I always say at the end of every episode, mm-hmm. keep watching crap. <laughs> <laughs>